Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and 14 through 24. O give thanks to the Lord, for she is good, for her steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, her steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my song, she has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly, the right hand of the Lord exalts, The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live, and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but she has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them, and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stones that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Judges chapter 4 verses 17 through 23 and chapter 5 verses 24 through 31. But Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, and do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sisera dead with a tent peg in his temple. So on that day God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. Most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, of tent-dwelling people most blessed. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a noble's bowl. She sent her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's mallet. She struck Sisera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. Between her feet he sank, he fell, he lay still. Between her feet he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell, dead. Out of the window she peered, the mother of Sisera wailing through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots? Her wisest princesses answer, indeed she answers herself. Have they not found and divided the spoil? A womb or two for every man, spoil of dyed materials for Sisera, spoil of dyed materials embroidered, two pieces of dyed work embroidered for the neck as spoil. So may all your enemies perish, O Lord, but your friends be like the sun as he rises in his might and the land had rest for forty years. Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, 
a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains in the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule, all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, who was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Good morning and welcome to the first Tuesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Beach, California. This morning is also the release day for God is a Grunt and More Good News for GIs and the 801st uh, episode of First Formation, so a lot going on. This reading, this morning's readings come to us from Psalm 118, Judges 4 and 5, and Revelation 12, and they're really uh, significant readings. Uh, obviously, Revelation with um, Mary, who represents Israel, giving birth to uh, a child, a male child who will rule all the nations. Um, and then the, the the accuser called Satan and the devil waiting for the child to be born to devour it, but misses and instead um, throws a third of the, the stars in heaven down to the earth. And this is where John Milton gets much of his material for Paradise Lost and the, the battle between Michael and his archangels uh, who outnumber uh, Lucifer and his archangels uh, two to one, but their numbers are cut down just like Gideon. Um, so battle in heaven um, uh, centered on and revolving around the Christ child and Israel, um, but also in Judges 4 and 5, um, thought by many textual critics to be some of the earliest uh, extant writings uh, that were composed for what becomes the Hebrew Scriptures, um, where a woman, Jael, uh, which is another name for a mountain goat, um, she is the descendant of one of Moses' in-laws, who are Kenites. Um, she acts in Israel's interests, but she does so, one could argue, dishonorably, um, because she um, deceives Sisera, with whom her people have some kind of alliance or at least agreement, a peace treaty. Um, and she says she invites him in and 
he tells her, tell me if anybody comes by. And of course, the the irony is that nobody comes by. The danger is already inside the tent. You know, the call is coming from inside the house. Um, and so she is the one who secures victory, ultimately. I mean, um, what happens is Barak, a Naphtalite, who is ordered by Deborah, a prophetess and judge, um, to go uh, attack Sisera and the Canaanites. And so he does, and they're in retreat. And so Barak and the forces of Zebulon and Naphtali and I think Asher, they drive them into retreat, but Jael kind of finalizes the victory by killing Sisera, the commander. And the um, the song from Judges 5, it also talks about Deborah earlier and how like some of the tribes didn't show up and how um, Zebulon carries the martial staff, etc., etc. But in Judges 5, we get this part of the song that talks about Jael. And it sounds a lot like the Magnificat, Most Blessed Am I Among Women, um, but most blessed of women be Jael. And so a lot of people um, see the parallel between the song of Mary, the Magnificat, and the song of, uh, of Deborah, where she talks about Jael. And so Mary is being likened to this um, you know, vict- victorious combatant. Um, she kills Sisera. She ends the battle um, at Mount Tabor. Um, and Mount Tabor, where Sisera um, is killed and where the battle takes place, um, that is thought by Christians, many Christians, to be the site of Jesus' transfiguration, um, where the battle against the Canaanite king, uh, I'm sorry, the Canaanite commander, Sisera, um, was won by Zebulon and Naphtali. 10,000 from the sons of Zebulon and 10,000 from the sons of Naphtali. Um, guided by Barak, ordered by Deborah. Um, And so where Jesus is transfigured is the site of an ancient military victory because Jesus is a heavenly commander. Um, You know, Michael is like the the angel of the Lord from Joshua 5 where um, he's really a middleman. The angel in Joshua 5 says, I am the commander of the Lord's army, not you, Joshua, son of Nun. Um, and it implies that um, God is in charge and he has angels in command. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so it kind of runs this runs us back into Revelation 12 with this war in heaven. Um, and Easter, which we've just passed in the season that we are now in for seven weeks, I think, um, the, it's a, you know, it's inaugurated um, this week and on Easter by battle, not only in Revelation 12, but, you know, Jesus goes to his crucifixion dressed for battle in the high priest's tunic, which was meant to be made like a chain of mail or a coat of mail. Um, and so we cannot do Christianity if we cannot have frank conversations about what it means that um, the Bible uh, relies on a number of these uh, battles and military metaphors. Um, Jesus was transfigured at the site of, you know, it's like going to Normandy, the beaches of Normandy, um, and being transfigured. Like everybody would know what Mount Tabor represented. Um, 
uh, the hill of Morah and the day of Midian, where Gideon um, knocks down, uh, reduces force to 300, and yet prevails over the Amalekites. Um, Mount Morah is also uh, not very far from Mount Tabor. And this is something that would have been celebrated, um, would have been remembered by people like Mary when she says that God cast down the mighty from their thrones. Um, he does so, God does so, using what we think of as violence. Um, and if we cannot wrestle with these, with the facts of Scripture, um, I don't think that we're really wrestling with Christianity. We're wrestling with this made-up religion, you know, Marcionitic religion that refuses uh, to believe that some of these more difficult texts are a part of our tradition, that casting them aside um, is akin to casting Christ aside. Like Christ is, a divi- is the divine warrior who wears the armor of God. Um, not only is he high priest, he's also um, judge, not king. He's a judge. He has no uh, Davidic blood coursing through his veins. Joseph is his adopted father. Um, Mary was with her cousin, with her relative, Elizabeth, a daughter of Aaron. You know, essentially saying, you know, descendant of Aaron. So Jesus is a Levite. He's a high priest, first and foremost. And he happens to also serve as a judge, like Jael, by saving the people when the time comes. Um, So Easter is a really important reminder of what it means to be saved, what it means uh, to live in the, the reality of the costs of that activity. What does it mean to bear the weight of glory um, and the light of salvation? It means to be prepared to do spiritual battle, um, not against flesh and blood, but against um, the powers that be and the, the forces of darkness in the world. A prayer of self-dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.